We the Power, a podcast from Patagonia. Right now, I think it's a crucial moment in which we need to make uh, important choices. Probably the choice that we will make in the very near future will have a great impact on the next decades. You're listening to We the Power with me, Lucy Siegel, and that is Marco Sideri, the mayor of Osamana. If you were in any doubt about the potential power of community energy to disrupt business as usual, then this episode is for you. We're about to hear how access to energy is becoming an important electoral issue and how the leaders who are far-sighted enough to start thinking now about how to power their communities will be the politicians we trust with our futures. In this episode, we're going to hear about what is happening in Italy. Now, Italy is one of the biggest consumers of Russian oil and gas, so energy is a really important subject right now. And one of the pioneers of community energy, who's been keeping a close eye on the global energy market, is Professor Gianluca Ruggieri, who is also one of the founders of the community energy cooperative Enostre. Gianluca, what is happening with energy prices in Italy right now? We had a, a huge impact uh, uh, since the end of uh, 2021. It was like 60 euro per megawatt hour at the beginning of the year, and it was 200 at the end of the year. But in these days, it's 400. So in one year, it started from 60 and now it's 400. And it's absolutely crazy for people. We are talking about uh, halving the, the, the dependency from uh, Russian gas in six months. And uh, just maybe three weeks ago, if you were telling such a thing, they would say you are crazy. We need 10 years to do this thing. And now they are saying like it's normal, no? Of course, we, we, we can do this in six months. Are you getting phone calls from a lot of people who maybe didn't want to talk to you before so much? It was increasing last year because of this new opportunity of the energy communities. And now it's absolutely crazy. So well, I, can I, I say thank you for talking to us? <laughs> thank you. It's a pleasure. I it's feel pleasure. very privileged. Thank you. How do you think that community energy specifically can play a role in this crisis? I would say that we are lucky because we have tested the, the, the idea since the last two years. So we, we, we started in, in 2020 with some pilot project, I would say. So at the moment, we have developed a project with uh, 20 to 70, I would say, members in, in each uh, community. But now we have the, the, the chance to develop far bigger communities with hundreds of members. And I think that if now we, we go in the same places where we have been in, in the years and say the same thing, the feedback from the people would be completely different. And the good thing is that we can show them we have already done this thing. We know how to do it. I think that after this pilot phase, things are, are getting really faster and, and, and more effective. What will you be saying to them this time? What's the pitch? Yes, we have the chance to decrease substantially our energy bill 
developing something which is shared among people on a local basis, also giving jobs to local people that can help in, in developing the, the, the plants that we need to develop. Also, we have a chance to understand together how to decrease our consumption, which is, I think, one of the important things that it's like uh, underestimated, like there is no awareness of the fact that we, we can decrease our consumption. We can change uh, the, the, the time in the day when we uh, do things that use energy, which is crucial for the energy community because we need to use the electricity when it is produced. So normally if we develop a photovoltaic uh, uh, project, it means during the, the uh, midday and the hours of, of, of the day rather than during the night. There is a chance also for people to understand better their consumption and see what is needed and, and what is not needed. For example, if you need to develop a, an energy refurbishment of your building, of course, you need one year to develop the project and then to do it. And so you need some time. But to change your habits in your house, you can do it in, in one week. Do you think that there is a chance that community energy in Italy can play a significant role by next winter? What is realistically, what is the ambition and opportunity? Hmm. By next winter, if we are lucky, we can develop some maybe hundreds of, of energy communities in Italy as a whole, which is a good start. But of course, in terms of, of the whole picture of the energy uh, sector in Italy, is, is just a really minimal fraction. But if we start with hundreds of them before the next uh, winter, I would be very happy because now in Italy we have 20, 30. So if in six months we have hundreds, it's very good. Just before we bring in um, the others, let, let me just ask you, you mentioned that community energy, the idea of it being a community pursuit, could you just explain what that brings? I think that there are several dimensions. One is technical, which means that when you have a photovoltaic plant and, and you produce a lot of energy during the, the central hours of the day, maybe you don't need all that energy. So if, if you can share with your neighbor, for example, it, it is very good, no? Because they can use the electricity that otherwise you, you just give to the to the grid. Of course, the grid will pay you, but they, they will pay you a very small amount of, of money. So the first thing is, I would say, technical. The second thing uh, is economical, because the bigger the plant, the, the lower the, the specific cost. I mean, we have economies of scale when, when you develop bigger plants. So it's better to have one bigger plants than a lot of small ones in terms of economics locally. And the third thing, which is, I mean, the, the most important one in, in our, in my approach, in our approach is, is the community. It, it, it is doing something together with the people living in the same place, something meaningful with this technical and economical benefits. You enable 
the community to work together. And I think it's crucial in, in these times. And you felt so strongly about it that you started your own energy company. We have first developed a, an energy cooperative and we were like 12 people. When, when you start doing things and you show to people that you can do that, that is powerful. And now we are 10,000. It took a lot of time, eh? a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of, uh, of delusion also, but it's, it's beautiful what is happening. You're listening to We The Power with me, Lucy Siegel, a podcast from Patagonia. And the beautiful thing that Gianluca is describing is the growth of community energy group A Nostre from 12 members to 10,000. Now, one of those 10,000 members at E Nostre is Chiara Brogi. Chiara works with Gianluca to bring community energy to some of the places with the highest energy costs in Italy. And they're about to get even higher. So, Chiara, tell me about how you're involved. So, I'm working for Nostra in the energy community team, especially on the activation of the territory and the engagement of citizens in these projects. And Nostra, as Gianluca was just explaining, is a provider and a producer of renewable energy. But we also give consultancy to people, normal people, but also municipality that wants to realize, that want to set up a renewable energy community. Have you had any interesting calls or contacts in the last two weeks as the, um, the energy crisis has come into, into view? Yes, of course, like people are getting more interest in the topic, renewables uh, in general, but also energy community. Um, let's say that in Italy, we have this new legislation that uh, defined uh, finally the, the model of an energy community. So the, the world is spreading out, let's say, also because of the crisis. People are getting new way to, uh, let's say, provide to themselves uh, energy. And uh, this kind of project can really be a key project in the, in the crisis, also because they're the citizens that they are activating themselves to, to solve the problem. So it's not just the government, but it's uh, something bottom-up, like a, a, a bottom-up process that comes from, from the citizens themselves. What difference does that make if it is a bottom-up system that you're creating? Uh, first of all, the citizens are more engaged and they are the ones they want to do it. So it's not just the state that tells you like to do something and maybe the citizens are not ready yet. But in this case, the citizens are ready to change and they are willing to change and they are willing to make an effort to change. As Gianluca was saying before, in an energy community, you also have to change a little bit your habits because the willingness comes from them they will change their habit at the end. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the communities that you work with, especially working with an island community like Sardinia? Why was that a place to focus on? 
It was Marco, the mayor of Usaramanna, that comes to us and asks us to help them to, to develop an energy community. So they chose us more than we chose them. And um, I think, but maybe Marco can explain it better than me because it was uh, their dream. Uh, something that Sardinia wants also is energy independency because they are linked to Italy and they have a lot of sun, they have a lot of wind, so they can take their energy for themselves and build something special. So let's talk to the mayor who had a dream. Marco Sideri is the mayor of Usaramana in Sardinia and Marco contacted a Nostre to help him connect his community to renewable energy. Sardinia is, of course, an island. And as we found out in the last series, islands are often ideally placed to make the most of community energy. There's a tight-knit community and energy prices are often higher than the mainland as the energy has to be imported an extra amount. So, Marco, tell me, what did you want to gain from community energy when you got in touch with Chiara and Gianluca? Well, our uh, objective was to create uh, an aggregation between the municipality and citizens. So, firstly, to have uh, important savings in the bills, uh, but also to look at the environment. We, we want to, to make a project that was uh, local-based, and in this way to offer an alternative model to the speculations that are very often that could be the, the installation of a huge amount of uh, solar panels or uh, other uh, renewable energies that would leave even nothing to their local territory. So we believe that this kind of model uh, with uh, community energies could be uh, an alternative that can aggregate people to a common scope, let's say. Yeah, so you get these massive industrial solar plantations almost, and the local community hates them because they don't really get any of the benefit. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you look terribly young to be a mayor, which is a great thing. How did you become to be a mayor? What does it entail? What, what's it about? And was energy something that you campaigned on from the start? Uh, well, yes, partially yes, um, because at the beginning we uh, we build our program uh, in a innovative way. Um, I've been always involved in uh, European projects, and, and uh, my aim was to bring my experience in the administration, the public administration, trying to implement some innovative projects in a small community. How do you feel about it now, with what is happening in the world and with this wider? need in Italy to cut their dependence on Russian gas. How do you feel about your position? I feel uh, even more uh, motivated to start projects like this because uh, we, we need to, to produce locally as much as possible. We need to change our habits and we need to improve the energy efficiency of our buildings, uh, let's say our life, in gen generally speaking. Because even before the crisis in, in Russia and Ukraine, let's say we already experienced a huge increase in the cost of energy. But nowadays it's even more uh, sensitive. The question is uh, crucial and we need to, to work fast to cut all the energy consumption from fossil 
origins and um, enhance the energy, the renewable energy sources, let's say, as much as possible. How did you know it was right for your community? How did you know that it would work in your community? I didn't know. <laughs> we tried to, to talk with somebody initially to see if they were willing to at least think about a project like this. Many meetings, public meetings, even with Enostra, to inform people about the new regulations and the new possibilities that we had for energy communities. How many people are involved and how many people will have lower than average bills because of it? At the moment, we have 60 people involved, families, but also some commercial activities. But in the short term, I think that we can arrive at 90 easily. How many people households are there in Usaramana? <clears throat> Let's say that we have 230 more or less uh, families. So one third of them are involved. So if we look forward to when people get their next energy bill, in your community, one third of people will have low bills and the remainder will have this very high shocking expenditure. What is that gonna be like? First of all, uh, the community uh, is autonomous and in this sense they can decide to spread the benefit among the members but also to think about any project that can involve the whole municipality. The other thing is that we, we already communicated to everybody that our aim is to enlarge the community to all the municipality. And we need to find the most uh, efficient and sustainable way to involve all the community, because this is the final goal. But there might be a way of helping some people with the cost of their bills based on the savings. So when you say you could spread the <clears> benefit, <throat> is that what you mean? Yes, exactly. Because basically people, the community will have a sort of treasury, a sort of surplus, that can use for additional needs. And this is left completely uh, to the community. They are independent and they can choose how to help these people. With your role as the mayor, will you be coming up for election at some point? I am I'm mayor from 2015 and I've been renewed in 2020. So I will be hopefully in charge until <laughs> 2025. The, the ideal thing is to, to arrive at the end of my mandate with a community involving all the people of the municipality. That's your dream. That's, <laughs> that's the dream. That's, that's also the plan. Because um, with the additional resources that uh, we have now with um, the recovery fund from the European community and from the government, uh, we have many possibilities to uh, use resources for... Uh, energy efficiency and for innovative and developing projects for the territory. And I think that this can be for sure classified as one of these. So the possibilities are concrete. It is not out of the question to think this becomes an electoral issue 
this is going to become so important to people that that if you've had the vision and the foresight to decrease that dependency this will start to bring its own kind of rewards so do you see a moment of incredible opportunity what do you see and feel at the moment well i think that uh, right now and in the next uh, three four years i think it's a crucial moment in which all uh, all together we must be aware that we need to make uh, important choices and uh, probably the choice that we will make in the, in the very near future will have a great impact on the next decades both in terms of uh, environmental issues, but also in terms of uh, uh, sustainability for uh, uh, families, also at uh, economic level and at social level. So I think that we need to do whatever we can to spread energy communities, but also to have a final goal to live better, but also in a more sustainable way and to have a second chance for small communities like this because our communities are having great issues of depopulation, uh, great issues related to uh, the lack of uh, jobs, but uh, we need to, to find something that, is, that can be contribute to fighting this kind of problems. And I think that uh, the energy policies in general are a great instrument also to fight the depopulation. But to do this, we need to, to create a network to create a network among small communities, among energy communities, and to, uh, let's say, uh, have the power to say to regions and to nations that uh, we need to have this kind of possibilities easier for all of us. That is really important. It's wonderful that one small community can be powered by renewable energy and that hopefully keeps people living in Marco's region of Sardinia. But when it becomes really exciting is when you can join up with other communities to create a network across an island or a city so that you have more energy to share and more flexibility about when and how you use that energy and how much it costs. What we need is more community energy. What would you say, Marco? And what are you saying to people who are coming to you and saying, I want to be involved or I want to do a scheme? Where do they start? Uh, I would say that uh, you need to start uh, from the engagement of your communities. So you need to talk with people. You need to explain very well <clears throat> what are the advantages, what are the challenges that are connected to the project like this. But um, the most important thing is that you need to, to make people aware that they are building something new. And this can be the, the leverage because if people are engaged and they believe that they are the hero of this story, let's say, this can be a powerful tool to make them uh, motivated not only to sign a paper in which they say, okay, I'm part of the community, but also to change the habits so this is important because otherwise people will, will do it just to, to have a saving in the bills. But it could be a pity to, to, to do this just for this. So we need to think bigger, let's say, in this sense and to make people aware of this. Chiara, can I come to you? And it's the same question. What yes. tips or advice would you give people who want to get involved, start a project, be part of this? 
Yeah, uh, I would give this advice to think bigger, but to start from the practice, to start uh, doing something, whatever it is, to talk with people, to talk with the neighbor, the neighbors, and to start from there. And then with the group, they can really start doing something. Of course, it's not always flowers and sunshine. Uh, there's also complication in each project that we are uh, following. But I think there's really a lot of social, environmental, economic benefits from this kind of project. And if you can tell people this, you're almost at halfway. Uh, Jean-Luca, let's end with you. How would you recommend that people get involved? And plus, any, anywhere they should go or anything they should look at? If, if I have a penny for every time I, I was told it's not possible, it's not feasible, it will never work, I, I would be rich and, 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 and I could fi finance so many energy communities. So the first thing is never trust someone who's focused on the business as usual. The business as usual is over. We are starting something new. And of course, the, the easy way to start something new is to uh, look and to study those who have already done these kind of things. For example, when we started in Ostra, we had so uh, many fruitful conversations with uh, cooperatives in Germany, in Belgium, in, in Spain, and, and we tried to understand what of their experience was possible to do in Italy learn from the experience of other people very good advice and that's what this podcast is all about we the power is all about learning from other countries experience yeah. what would you say to people in italy because hopefully we will have some people listening in italy who want to get involved what should they do what's the next steps i have a conflict of interest because of course the the easy thing to do is is to visit the the enostra website uh, but of course Fortunately, it's not only in Ostra who's working on energy communities. So I think that in, in the next month, there will be so, so many opportunities uh, and there will be an incredible acceleration of things that were building momentum for, for years. And now it's, it's, it's time to do. They know how to deliver. Do you think that the, um, the various ministries will now understand that they need to push quicker and sharpen up their process because of the, the, the Russian gas crisis, the energy crisis? I hope so. I mean, of course, I'm not, as anyone else, I'm not happy of the situation. Mm. But if there is something good that we can take from the situation is to transform once for all our, our energy um, sector and to get rid of the dependence from fossil as soon as possible. I mean, it doesn't take one, one day or one year, but as soon as possible. As soon as possible, be the change right now. You've been listening to We The Power with me, Lucy Siegel. Thank you to my guests, Gianluca Ruggieri, Chiara Brogi and the Mayor, Marco Sideri. 
In the next episode, we'll be hearing how the UK is starting to link up community energy to create city-wide resilience. And we'll be visiting a community who didn't really care what central government did in, in effect banning onshore wind. And they just went for it anyway. You will absolutely love them. Anyway, until then, if you want to find out more, visit the website patagonia.com forward slash we the power. I'll see you next time. We the power. We the power, a podcast from Patagonia.